This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, the SAG Awards have just ended. It went long on Netflix. It was only two hours and like 12 minutes, but it felt longer than Killers of Flower Moon somehow. <laughs> it was so, did, you, did you feel that way? Oh, it was interminable. Oh my God. I, I, I think you tweeted this. I, you were not the only person I saw tweet this, but really a, a great ad for commercials. Bring back commercials. <laughs> it was a great, a great promotion for, for ads. Uh, so here's the thing. As you recall, last year, the SAG Awards streamed on Netflix's YouTube page. So they still had the same, you, you know, uh, predicament, whatever you want to call it, of, uh, you know, transitioning between awards and everything because it's not on broadcast. So there are no commercials. And they played montages and like past winners and stuff. And that was great. It was fine last year. They should have just stuck with that this year was a great show last year to the point where it was so great. I don't remember a lot about it. And this year I will never forget because between the opening intro between, I couldn't get over the way it sounded. They need, you know, the, the volume was very weird. Wow. Just like, even it, right. There was like one, it felt like there was one mic and no one was talking into it at any point. Uh, just that was a tough beat. The the scripted uh, banter I felt was it could use a, a rewrite, perhaps in in certain ways. Um, yeah, the only good one was the Breaking Bad one. Uh, sure, I even that I was out on. I I I I I'll tell you what, Idris Elba really charismatic and a charming performer, and I would love to see him host an award show someday. That was, I I was well when he. <laughs> When he came back to do supporting actor, I'm like, who dropped out here? I was like, was Pedro too drunk to do this or something? <laughs> like, like uh, I understand him coming back at the end, but like to do a category, <laughs> too, it, was it, just, it was very weird. It went long. Uh, I thought it was it lacked a flow. I would say, to put it mildly. Yeah, and then the backstage interviews, not not it. Uh, Tan France with the line I'll never forget to SAG Award winner and future Oscar winner Divine Joy Randolph. I watched the holdovers on a plane. That's what you want to hear, right? Um, yeah, you know, I I mean on Netflix and you know, great great promo for Focus. So great. So, uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a lot. The, the the backstage interviews I was uh not a fan of, and I don't think anybody who was watching really was. What you think of Lisa Ann Walters bit where she was uh, mic'd up? You know, God bless her. Uh, love Lisa Ann Walter. You know, Chessie forever. Uh, that uh, quite long. I loved I love that it ended with her and Bradley talking because I was like, they're definitely talking about the Eagles. I feel like they could make yeah, that work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to get him on Abbott this season, so they should. Uh-huh. Uh, I was hiding my eyes when she was talking to Robert Downey Jr. I'm not gonna lie, just like this, couldn't do it. I I can't. I was so I was the the embarrassed the second he. I just was so I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do a lot of it. Yeah. So you know, ads great. This Think was a great it. ad for ads. This was like maybe reboot Mad Men. That's how good it was. It made me really uh, long for the days of Madison Avenue and selling us things we don't need. Joyce, that was the show. We'll talk about this later, of course. But the big news, I guess, we'll start with the film award winners and then go to we, TV We buried later. a lead for like five minutes. Everyone is just skipping that part. So, I mean, they were missing really good banter, though, Joyce. <laughs> Better than what was going on on the show. Uh, burying the lead, uh, the film award winners... Pretty chalk, except for one category. But like that is also like not a shocker or anything either. So, uh, so to recap, Oppenheimer won best ensemble. Killian Murphy won best actor. Lily Gladstone won best actress choice, and then Devine Joe Randolph, as we mentioned, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, for the supporting categories. So everyone's gonna big takeaway here is gonna be Team Lily back at it. Uh, on her film way Twitter to a was film Twitter. Film Twitter was thrilled. Film tw- film Twitter was tittering. Yeah, they were. Uh, about this. It was a whiplash moment for film Twitter because uh, obviously I think we talked about this. There's a lot of uh, the, 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 the teams are basically Team Giamatti and Team Lily. And mm-hmm. that's who people seemingly have really wanted to win. And it felt like Killian has been largely discounted as he is steamrolled through the season with the biggest movie and the future Best Picture winner as an obvious Best Actor winner. And I still see people being like, I don't know. It seems like it's a race. And then so when he won, which we both expected, uh, it felt like oh, you could feel the SAG online. SAG from from the SAG Awards. And then immediate boost up, like an endorphin rush from Lily winning. Two minutes later. Uh, so it was whiplash on there. Um, Yeah, but again, like nothing shocking, even if, you know, I was Emma even first in the odds. I don't even know Emma Stone. It's not like Annette Benning one, you know. So it was no. still, you know, Go, going into the SAG Awards. We we recorded our predictions earlier last week, and we both had pretty much all the same picks. So I think we ended up with the same results. So the only uh, in stunts, we both had John Wick and and my favorite movie, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, one which shows the show. I should just pick my favorites, right? And obviously, in in stunts, I guess. Uh. So we all got two, we got two of those wrong. We talked a lot about this and how, uh, yeah, it seemed like uh, online, everybody's like, Emma's going to win. And there had been a lot of people being like, oh, I talked to SAG voters uh, and Emma's going to win. And it seems like Emma's going to win. And Lily's way behind, even maybe Margot. And obviously that ended up not being true at all because she won. She goes to show when you have 160,000 members of SAG-AFTRA, if you're only talking to 25, 50, 100, 500,000, you're really still not a lot of people. No, that's like barely 1% of the membership. So, 
So it's tough. Like it, it's like a lot of people to pull and talk to in real life because you don't talk to that many people in a day. Right. You know, but in terms of that body, like it's like barely a drop in the bucket. It's the same thing with the anonymous ballots. It it felt like a big anonymous yeah. ballot that this felt like a big anonymous ballot vibe fail. Because it was like, oh, you got to take those anonymous ballots like gospel. And then, no, it turns out Lily won. And we had talked about this when we were talking about Emma. It seemed like a lot of the momentum, which I still agree with, on Flower Moon has diminished based on how it's performed. Maybe it's just it's just Lily bust or, you know, her. So it's all Lily. And Poor Things has the momentum and seemingly more well-liked. But clearly Lily had the momentum and has the performance and then also the narrative that we know SAG would probably enjoy. And so her winning makes sense. Yeah, like it's a, obviously she needed this win. You know, she hasn't, she and the film have not won anything since her Globe win. And that was uh, the only win for the film there. So, and yeah, like obviously if it was Emma who had won, then it would be like, yeah, it's over. Because she would have literally won everything. And because not even Killian won everything, you know, he he, uh, he lost Critics' Choice to Paul. Yes. And yeah. And then so like Lily winning, like this is our our last open race above the line and it's exciting. And this is what people also wanted, even if you're not partial to either of them. Right. Yeah. Like me, like I don't care if either of them wins, but it's like it is, it's exciting for another two weeks to have something to talk about here. I mean, that's the thing. I, I think when we do, we'll do our final picks in a couple of weeks and like, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people here who end up with like 22 out of 23, right? It feels like there's not a lot of places. There's a, are... there's several categories below the line, like VFX. VFX yeah. maybe and sound, I could argue, and maybe even animated, but all of those feel like. It's animated between... is like a coin flip. So it, there, it feels like a lot of those are coin flips, right? Those bo- those ones. And you could still end up with like 22 out of 23. It just feels like it's going to be very predictable. Except I mean, for yeah, best you actress. get the shorts rights too. So I mean, even the shorts, I think, are going to be pretty predictable mm-hmm. based on like what has seemingly popped. So, but this one, I feel like, yes, that is a great race now. And we could talk about it for two weeks and figure out what, what's going to be. I will say, uh, like we talked about this last week. Uh, or I guess this week, because it's Saturday, Joyce. It's not even last week. It's this week. Also, people are like, why the SAG Awards on Saturday? I was like, literally 10 years ago, it was also on a Saturday. Like, did you guys not watch this 10 years ago? Probably not. I mean, I, not. I know a lot of people are young, so they probably did not get into the Oscars until like two years ago or something. I, I feel like the one thing I like with this is that all the stuff we've said about it is true. And the times it's split in recent years, this feels like it could be another one of those because you had Glenn Close won SAG and then Olivia won Oscar, right? That was one. And then what was there was another one that was similar, like uh, off the top of my head, I forget what it was. Well, I mean, like literally just last year. So this like this, yes. you know, everyone would just be like, it's Kate and Michelle again. Right. But I, I think it's actually more similar to Glenn and Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Glenn won Critics' Choice in a tie, remember, with right. Lady Gaga. Right. And back then, they still had their genre categories, Critics' Choice. So they took care of Olivia with like the comedy actress mm-hmm. when there. But, you know, in terms of industry, it was a BAFTA, Olivia and SAG, Glenn. And 
I would say that uh, Emma has the stronger film than Lily, just like how Olivia had the stronger film than Glenn, because The Favorite did really well at BAFTA. Obviously, Poor Things did really well at BAFTA. Like, this is not a tar situation where it was like Kate or nothing. Right. You know? I I think the thing that would push it over the top for me, if I'm going to, I still don't know, like, all the reasons we've said that, em, all the reasons we've said that Emma would win, I still hold valid. But mm -hmm. I do wonder, I cannot, I think the X factor is Lily because it's more about her now than the movie. Yeah, it's like, it's just about, so, I mean, you love, you love speeches. What do you think of her speech tonight? I thought it was not as good as her other speeches that I've seen, but I still would say that the room was like weeping. I mean, John Lithgow is like her castmate in the movie. I don't know how many, they're in, at least they're in the same, they're not, they don't interact, but I think they're in the courtroom together at least maybe, or like they're at least towards the end of the movie, but he was weeping. And I was like, people really love her. Emma Stone reacted so thrilled that Lily won, you know. Well, they're besties. Like, they have infinity stone, right? I know, I know. I read the article. Uh, so I was like, people really are pulling for her to win. And I do wonder if that, because like what you're saying, I think is exactly right. Poor Things is a much more, in terms of like the the ascendance of the movie, Poor Things is like this and Flower Moon is like this. But in terms of, and so switching, like thinking of the favorite versus Glenn Close for uh, the wife, that was like not like, you know what I mean? Like, Man, Glenn is great, but nobody cared about that movie, right? And like, it was like, that's an easy one to knock off. Did, did Tan France watch that on a plane? Did Tan France watch it? That, I mean. I just think it's, a. I think that the reason it doesn't, it, like we've talked about how like none of these comps are really applicable, but we kind of look for comps. Even that one, I'm like, I think the, the, the strength of Lily as a performer and the way she has really ruled the season as like a fixture on the, campaign and a figure of like ascendancy kind of usurps the idea that the movie is not as strong so i think she could like i wonder if even like on paper maybe that doesn't it, it like negates a lot of the negatives maybe against flower moon um i mean i would hope like even if you didn't enjoy flower moon and you're voting in best actress like you're just focusing on her performance and not your hatred of the film or dislike of the film right you know it, i think that's true and i do think a lot of times it doesn't matter but in this case i think she is like she is like the film you know what i mean like i just think it is like this is like it is fully her now it, it, it's it's always been her and now it's like very clearly her or it's been very clearly her for the past month when right. it's like their winning chances and other categories have vaporized. So I mean, it's like, if she were to win after this, I mean, everybody would be like, "We told you so." It was like Michelle and Kate last year, though. I don't think that's a great comp. No, but like that's about. like I mean, if if Lily wins the Oscar, that's that's going to be, you know, the narrative forever. And it's like, reality it's doesn't matter. Awesome. Print the legend. <laughs> it's a great movie. Liberty Valance, right? Print the legend. Uh, but if she were to lose, I guess I would point to like Viola for Ma Rainey or The Help, right? Versus like what actually won those years, which was like Meryl and Francis. And yeah, I mean, like you, what you're saying about the vibe in the room, like everyone crying over Lily and giving her sending O for a speech tonight, like that's literally what happened to Viola Davis in um, 2012, and she won for The Help at SAG, like you felt like i mean i definitely 
felt that watching it back then I was like it felt like this room wants it for her mm -hmm. like that was a euphoric reception to her win back then like even more so than what Lily got tonight and right. it really did feel like she was gonna win and we know she did not win in the end right so and I think that also is like another reminder. Remember, like the people in that room in the Shrine Auditorium tonight, that's not everyone who's going to vote for the Oscars. They're voting right now, you know, or like like most of those people in that room are not even Oscar voters, you know. Right. And I'm sure Oscar voting has been open for days. So it's like you got to figure a lot of people probably have already voted. So this maybe would have no impact on their actual vote. And I'm I think sure people are trying to make that comp to last year, too, with uh because like, like last year, just like this year, BAFTA was first and SAG was last as a precursor. Yes. But the Oscar voting dates were also different last year because, like you said, Oscar voting is currently open. It opened on Thursday yes. and it closes on the 27th. And last year, SAG Awards were February 26th. It was Sunday, last Sunday, or last year on a Sunday. And Oscar voting started that Thursday, the following Thursday. So there were still a couple days for those those you know everything everywhere wins to sink in or like specifically jamie lee curtis's i think yeah i think that's true right because it's like this is a great springboard to be like oh i want to vote for this you know what i mean like i just saw them give a speech now i like i love that and now i think i'm like i feel like most people probably already a lot of people who knows a lot of people seemingly probably would have voted yeah right like this away. this year voting started five days after the baftas and I, as much as you know me, I love a speech and I love a narrative. I also have a hard time believing if you're torn on the two, like, do you need another Lily speech to know that she gives great speeches and that it's a great moment that people love her? Uh, I, that's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's a voter. I can't imagine a person out there being like, okay, I got to sit here and watch these SAG awards because uh, if this speech is good, like then I'll definitely I vote. Mean, for I mean, I definitely month. would not vote like that. I don't. I don't think anybody. I honestly don't think any. Even me, who loves the speeches, I don't think anybody would. I do think there is a sense of like you want to vote for a winner. Like it's certainly like, and if it helps if the voting hasn't started yet, because like I think like you said, like last year, like Jamie Lee definitely was probably helped by that, and maybe Michelle too, because you're like, oh, obviously that's great. I'm gonna vote. I, she's gonna win. I'm gonna vote for her. You know, there people like to support a front runner. And they like to put their weight behind somebody who they think is going to win. And so I do think maybe that helps a little bit. But in this case, I just don't know if there's enough there. So then you're left with trying to ascertain, like, what does this academy, which is extremely international, and the whole brand, a whole body voting for these winners going to select between Lily and Emma. I still think, I mean, they could still select Lily. I wouldn't be surprised, obviously. Uh, but it does seem to lean towards Emma based on what we've seen play out. Yeah, and I also don't know like what you're saying about oh you have to wait for <laughs> to watch the SAG Awards to make a decision on your Oscar ballot. I'm just like, why do you need that though? Like make your own decision. Like what did you like more? Right. Like now, why do you need to see someone win to like affirm your feelings about something? Like just vote for your favorite. Now I will say we've seen like the actors. I think the act obviously the biggest branch, and they're the they're gonna like throw their weight around, right? Like if you know, in at the academy and just in general. If you heard Fran Drescher's uh, campaign speech for, is she running for president, Joyce? Did she run? Did uh, she apparently, run? we're in the golden age now. Uh, is that right? Are sure. we sure about that? <laughs> it seems like I, I guess so. I don't know, but uh. In her speech, she was like, we're the most important people, basically. That was that was what I heard. I mean, actors always think they're the most important people. And I was like, well, they are the most important in certainly in the Academy because they're the biggest. So I was like, if 
if there's enough momentum behind Lily, they, she could definitely win. And when we do our final picks, you know I'm going to end up picking her probably. Don't be surprised if I am switching to Lily. You, you love a narrative and you were no. on her from her speech at the Gotham Awards. Yes, for a different movie. Yes, for Unknown <laughs> Country. So, so you know I'm going to go back to her. That being said, I, I think all the reasons we've talked about for Emma to win would still make sense. And I do I mean, think- I'm, I'm honestly shocked you have not switched to her. I'm not going to switch yet. After tonight. I'm not going to switch yet. So, but I will- I'm not going to switch yet because all the yahoos who have been like, oh, she's going to win are like probably like going to expect her to win now. So uh, I all the stuff we said about Emma winning, I feel like was remains locked in based on how we've seen the season play out. So I I could I don't know what I'm going to do there, but this was a great moment for her. And like you said, like she needed to win because if she didn't win, she would be Paul Giamatti, who is now not going to win, most likely. Uh, yeah, so this is like what I said um, last week. Just it's playing out the same way of um, Eddie Redmayne and Michael Keaton, yeah. except it's the opposite person and the Best Picture winner. Right. So because Michael Keaton won uh, Critics' Choice. Right. Uh, and that makes sense looking back on it in hindsight. Uh, yeah. And like they also, those two guys had like the opposite type of roles that these two guys have Gillian and Paul, you know, the yes. biopic and then the comedic, you know, role, uh, fictional person, you know, and, um, yeah. So Killian has both industry awards now and the drama globe. So I suspect people will switch over to him now. <laughs> I think maybe begrudgingly in some cases, I didn't realize it would be so fraught because I felt Me like, everyone yeah, it's weird. It's, it's weird because usually, like we know, Best Actress is always the most fraught category. Yes. You know, and it feels like Best Actor, it, especially since since the Globes has like sort of become that or like coming close to that. But now it's kind of like, you know. I, I felt like last year, all, all respect to Brendan Fraser, I felt like not a lot of people love the whale choice. Uh, it it was divisive, yeah. And not a lot of people loved Elvis. Also divisive, yeah. And so, like, it was an interesting race, but, like, you were kind of like, okay, well, like, not as... And this year, by contrast, I'm like, man, people love Oppenheimer. People love both. They, they love the holdovers. But they're acting like the Oppenheimer... I feel like a lot of times I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, you know Killing Murphy's great. It's not like we're talking The Whale and Elvis and Bohemian Rhapsody. We're talking Oppenheimer and Killing Murphy. He's really good. People like him. But you don't get that sense sometimes online. No, and I did thought it was interesting after the Globes last month when Killian and Paul won. And, you know, remember like like Bradley was that that was that was his uh make it or break it. Like, you know, it was tonight for Lily like he needed the globe to stay in the yes. race because yeah, of yeah. how polarizing Maestro was yes. and he was like the I, like a I wouldn't say front runner but like a, a popular pick I think I picked like him for the best actor I think I picked yeah. him for the globes yeah but I'm not, I'm not I mean for the Oscars too oh Just, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and it felt like after the globes to me I don't know if you noticed this too but people like very quickly just dismissed you know went off of bradley and then just went to paul and just ignored killian who actually won mm -hmm. the drama globe it, and this is also before paul even won critics choice a week later yes it was it was very weird um but i think it just kind of goes to something we've talked about 
before and how like people are are treating like killing like he's like a newcomer and he's not and watching that's exactly right and then watching tonight like just again it was tough to hear because the it was not the crowd was not properly i'm I'm at my friend's basement and i was like i don't know if it's just like a tv i'm not used to i kept have to kept cranking up the volume i was at 30 by the end it was it was not not easy to hear but i will say when they announced the nominees there was a bigger cheer for not, uh, who cares in the room, whatever. But there was more cheers for Killian than there that audibly than there were for Paul. And I just remembered us talking about like how you know what show people love is Peaky Blinders, Peaky Blinders. and Paul uh, Killian Murphy's in Oppenheimer, which is a huge movie. And also Paul has never won since SAG after merged. And I was like, all these things I think people just kind of like didn't pay attention to or ignored. And it's like actually this is why these are the reasons why the Killian was going to win, and then he did win. And it was yeah, like, and remember I said last week, like something I learned this season from real yeah. conversations was that a lot of people have no idea how massive Peaky Blinders right. was. And we mean people like online, because obviously in the industry, I think it's very well known. Yeah, so, there are a lot of famous so. people who love it and like obviously has like a ton of fans, you yes. know, and a ton of fans within, I imagine, SAG after as well. But yeah, I think, it, I don't know, like, I guess because, like, it didn't win a bunch of Emmys. Like, it wasn't, like, an awards play or something, but it's a huge popular show. Like, every time Killian does an interview, like, someone asks, like, oh, is there going to be a Peaky movie? Right. You know? Uh-huh. And um, and I think, like, that matters, like you said, with, you know, since the merger, like, SAG-AFTRA. And, like, Paul hasn't won. Like, he has four SAG awards, but they were all pre-merger. And yeah, like Oppenheimer, we know was the bigger movie and a a populist movie too. And SAG is the most populist group and it's a biopic role. And yeah, and like, he's not, he's not new. Like he's, he's been in a ton of Hollywood blockbusters too. Like he's been in five Christopher Nolan movies before this. Right. You he know, Batman. He was, yeah. Like he was in 20 Days Later. He was in Red Eye. <laughs> like, he was in A Quiet Place uh, 2, which was two, a decent Emily. Yeah. And I I think I think it's like because he's just not Hollywood. You know, like he does not court attention. He just goes back to Ireland, minds his own business, you know, eats cheese, watches Succession, walks his dog on the beach, just living his life. I, and I think like there's this like cognitive dissonance is like we're not used to seeing him like you know he's not on social media like we're not seeing used to see him like in tabloids or like online like he just like comes out of his cave when he has to promote a movie you know yeah and all so i just feel like i mean now i think everybody's just going to go to him begrudgingly maybe in some cases but i mean it would be hard to imagine a scenario where he doesn't win best actor when we already know oppenheimer is going to win best picture and best director and best supporting actor and multiple crafts awards as well yeah, and I think people like one of the arguments against Killian all season two was that um, you know a picture and actor have not lined up. Yeah. Um, since the artist. And this is the art. We talked about this. This is going to be the artist because it's against an Alexander Payne performance yes. with a beloved actor in the lead role who's not going to win. And mm-hmm. I think, no disrespect to Jean Dujardin, who I absolutely love in Wolf of Wall Street and in other movies. And he's fine in The Artist, a movie I haven't really seen since it came out. I think Killian's win will age a little better. Yes. 
assuming he does win, which we assume now, since he's basically steamrolled through it, like you said, he hasn't won everything. But I mean, like, man, it's hard to like he should he he should be discussed now, I feel like, along the lines of Downey and Randolph as locks. Yeah. And and this is also like no shade to Paul Giamatti at all. Paul Giamatti no. and I love Paul Giamatti. So if he had won tonight and if, if he wins the Oscar, like I would be very happy. Um, I, I, I don't know what he's got coming up, Paul Giamatti. Uh, but I feel like the next time he like this is this feels to me like the next time he's in a movie, uh, he'll absolutely be a heavy. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be his time. He'll be he'll be due again. <laughs> I think he. I think it, unless it's like who knows. I don't know what he's got coming up. Like I said, let me. I'm I'm scanning here to look. Uh, nothing at least on his pages on his wiki page. But I'm like, the next time he's in something, I feel like, yes, he'll like be immediately like, oh, well, he could win and like will be very seriously considered because everybody does love him. Yeah. And it's not his fault necessarily, obviously, that he's running into a steamroller of Opp- like an Opp- Oppenheimer is like a juggernaut now, like everything everywhere where it's going to win seven, eight Oscars. Basically, it's like hard to overcome that when your movie is very well liked, but is only going to probably win one. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I think, you know, and like, this is something we talked about last week too, and how it, it felt like a lot of the, the case for Paul was also resting on his do-ness. And it was like, everyone in this category is arguably due. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they would prefer if Paul was 75 years old. Some of yeah. These like it was like, people were talking about him, like he was in his eighties or something. I'm like, they're all around the same age. He's not even the oldest in the category. It's Jeffrey. I mean, right. it's the same people at the Oscars, you know, and like, like Killian is the youngest in the category, but he's only nine years younger than Paul. You know, it's like, they're all in the same kind of age group. They're like contemporaries basically. And, um, you know, like Bradley has obviously had the most awards recognition out of all of them. Very few wins, but he has the most nominations. And Paul actually has the most wins out of all of them. <laughs> you know, he has four yeah. SAGs. So, and then like, you know, it's like you have like Killian and Jeffrey and Coleman getting their first nominations after being in the business for three decades, you know? Yeah. So, Congrats to Killian, basically, is what we're saying. <laughs> his speech was great. I thought his was really endearing. I love, uh, in terms of speeches, uh, I've seen light pushback on Divine Joe Randolph having printed out her speech still. I'm just like, she could print out this speech. It's fine. Who cares? And her speech was actually really good. It was Her speeches have always been great. Like her BAFTA really speech was one. great, too. She, she made Paul cry at BAFTA. Yeah. I, I really yeah. loved her speech, and I'm really excited for her to win. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, how great is it to be Emily Blunt get nominated everywhere. Your movie's going to win Best Picture. You know you have no shot of winning and you just get to be there and be having a great time. I was like, man, she's like, what a life. That's a She loves this. Like, she finally got the nomination, you know? And she knows she's losing to Davine and she and Davine have become friends. Like, they're text buddies and everything. And like, she's just like a happy cheerleader and it's great. And I think you kind of like noticed that too in terms of the campaign because like, Emily was everywhere in phase one because it was like securing the nomination. You know, and she's done. She's still done stuff in phase two, but not as much as phase she's, one. Whereas they is, really cranked it up for Killian too. Right, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like they've all like collectively yeah. pushing Killian forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I loved Killian's speech because he uh, got to mention Olivia Thurlby, who I love uh, as an actor. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Call her out. That's good. I, I love when he references a failed uh, music career 28 years ago. Just and great. he thought he was going to be a failed interloper into acting. And, and I, I got to say, I love Downey's speech. Can't wait for him to win an Oscar. I, watching the clips, I was like, first one of the a positive about the broadcast choice clips love a clip yeah that was that was really i was like we got clips for everything because that's a problem when it's on broadcast when they towards the end of the show they're running tight they cut the clips and 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 great clips great clips and i also almost great for all of them (laughs) Well, I like the when they did them like the past winners for before like each ensemble award like that was good too. I love the supporting actor one just because like the alphabetically Gosling was last and they all like all the nominees were just cracking up. That I was like watching. That's what I was gonna bring up because I was like he they picked a great clip because it was not like a typical clip. It was him being like talking about the mini fridge. It's just so funny. It's such a great moment at the end of the movie. And I was like, man, he's fucking hilarious. And all like all of them were hysterical laughing. I was they like, this guy dying. is so good. It's such a great, it literally, it's a really great performance. I know he's not going to win, but watching the clips, I was like, God damn, I wish he would win one of these. <laughs> like, he's so good. Do you think he's been runner up at all of these places so far? I don't think, I think tonight he was runner up. I, I just, I even though, Barbie obviously did not win a single thing uh, and much to the chagrin of people who probably predicted it to win ensemble. I just felt like the vibe would be that he would be runner up. He's so, it's so funny. It's such a great performance and it's such a SAG performance. It feels like just in general, I feel like he could have been runner up, but nowhere else. I don't think he would have been runner up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope they do clips at the Oscars and they pick not the same clip for Ryan, but like another really good one. I there's so many. It's one of the f- great great performances of our lifetime. Is Ryan Gosling and Barbie? He's so funny in it. Also, um, I thought they they really tried to like play up um, like the the themes and the 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 elevated dramatic elements of Barbie when they were doing the ensemble yes. pieces, right? And I was like, this is like not the vibe of the film. It's it's a comedy. It's pretty yeah. funny. You got, you should, if you haven't seen Barbie, you should probably watch it. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, Downey's speech was great. Uh, I love when he calls out all the people who helped him along the way, even if they're not good people anymore. Uh, just that's nice. Mel Gibson. I saw people tweeting about, why do you mention Mel Gibson? I'm like, well... Mel basically like saved his career a hundred years ago. So yeah, uh, so, yeah, Downey's great, and I thought yeah, it. And yeah. like the this, he wrote all caps again in on the card. Great. So. I was literally thinking that I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. Again, would love Ryan Gosling to win for Barbie. I'm like, it is great to be able to say Robert Downey Jr. will potentially be an Oscar winner. I'm excited for that moment. Yeah. Um. And then we're on track to have um one movie win. Uh actor and supporting actor every 10 years again because it happened 10 years ago and it happened 20 years ago yeah so i was thinking of that too uh and we're also on track maybe to have every movie win an oscar every best picture nominee win an oscar but not past lives not past lives and not maestro (laughs) maybe so eight out of ten (laughs) every movie except for one (laughs) (laughs) i mean maestro can still win it can win makeup it really could. So, but yeah, but Abby won three. I love that we just skip skip it over ensemble because it's like I mean, well, it's ensemble, I mean, award, it's best picture, but it's like 
So know. here's the thing on Ensemble. It seemed incredibly obvious when we were doing our predictions and just in general that Oppenheimer would win. Again, it was the biggest movie outside of Barbie uh, of the year uh, and a massive critical hit, mm-hmm. a mainstream blockbuster that everyone seemingly liked. And so like, why wouldn't it win? basically but i saw we discussed i saw a lot of people like going maybe they would pick barbie and like a hidden figure yeah or like since since the snubs you know right or like american fiction and i think in case of barbie we talked about this they the industry did like the that's what the money is for that's what the industry is saying It, it is loudly saying that's what the money is for uh and with american fiction for it to have been coda oppenheimer would have to been a much more dry movie. The dog. Yeah, and it's not dry. It's not like, it's like we said, like, it's not, it's very mainstream. It's very like poppy. It flies. It just moves. It's, it's a four quadrant hit. Yeah. And, and like, it's also like, if you think about it, it's like, it's the perfect type of SAG ensemble winner. Yes. Because so. it's massive stars. It's guys who have been knocking around for a hundred years. It's I really movie. wish that, uh, Josh Hartnett. I love that I can call him SAG Award winner. Josh Hartnett uh, gave the speech, but we got Kenneth Branagh and his amazing beard. Which so is what, awesome. what is he working on? I have no idea. <laughs> Joyce, I gotta say, I watched. I went. I went and saw this on fr- Friday. I went and saw Tenet in the seventy million. Oh, you did did it IMAX. I did IMAX. Mm-hmm. And how then, was it? Well, it's it's just a great fucking movie, and Kenneth Branagh is so good in it. Like he's so evil. It's truly one of the great villain performances. And I was just like, man, he's so great in like all these Nolan movies. I'm just like, love Kenneth Branagh. Love him so much. A great speech. I thought his speech was great too. So it was good to see him speak for the cast. Who Who is the, I guess I could look. Let me see. Who, who wins as part of Oppenheimer? Yeah, here we it's, go. Um, I got it here. Yeah. Casey Affleck, Emily Blunt, Kenneth Branagh, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Josh Hartnett, Rami Malek, Killian Murphy, and Florence Pugh. They got a great agents with the single title card. Yeah. So I I, I saw like uh Alden Aaron like not did not win, even though he was there. And David Crumholtz yeah, David on attended. stage. Yeah. They get those people, they get a certificate. Yeah. So but, I also thought of that when they did the Flower Moon intro because I was like I know, because I'm like they're they're not gonna be part of the win. Well, they were because Tan I think Tan Two is actually uh, a cat she had an arm. Oh, well no, but I'm talking about um the, the the cast that attended. Like most of them are not. No, most of them weren't, but when they came I'm sorry, I was talking about when they came up to intro the clips or the movie, I was oh, like yeah, yeah. they they better make sure it's Tan Two because otherwise it's gonna be Lily and like two white guys because that's a whole lot of people who are nominated in the movie. The only two Native American actors are are or indigenous actors are Lily and Tan Two. Uh, who are among the cast. Yeah, the others were Bob, Leo, Brendan, John Lithgow, and Jesse Plemons. Yeah. So. Uh, and then that's about it for the movie side of things, Joyce, I guess. Anything else here before we move on to TV and then do some emails? Um, No, not really. You know, we still have one exciting race, which should make everyone happy no matter... Well, I guess I shouldn't say no matter who you're pulling for. I guess that's speaking for myself because I don't care who wins. But I think the teams care very much so who wins. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to like, I don't want to like besmirch anybody who's like super invested in this. But I would say, we talked about this, like in terms of like personal preference, they're both great, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think actually with Sandra Huller would be my personal choice, but maybe she Lily. Won, she won the Cesar yesterday. Yeah. 
Uh, or maybe Lily. Like I said, I love her performance in the movie, even if I think Poor Things is maybe better overall than Flower Moon. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, whoever wins, I'd be thrilled. Uh, so it, it doesn't really matter. This is a great, there's no, again, this is not like, uh, there's not a Bohemian Rhapsody here. No, and that was another case where Critics' Choice went their own way because mm-hmm. Rami won everything except Critics' Choice and who went with Christian Bale. And that was more a case of like, we hate Bo Rap. And we like, we cannot give it to Bo Rap. But then went with Vice. I mean, you know, that year was, I know you wanted your guy Bradley Cooper, but that year was kind of rough. Not so, for also, Brad- also, Bradley. What do you think really? of um Bradley coming out you know, to to help out Jennifer Aniston with the Barbara Streisand. 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 Why wasn't that part of the package? Well, he it wasn't need to because he said it like that. I was like, it was like literally like watching licorice pizza. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. I was I loved his eyeglasses. I thought those looked good. Those are the eyeglasses that uh, Rob Liebman, who played uh, Rachel's dad on Friends, wore. It, He's wore them made, a lot. It made me laugh because I was like, I mean. I just like Jennifer Aniston being like, I hung out with Barbara Streisand on New Year's Eve. I gave her a kiss. And, I, and then Brad, here's my best friend. Here's my good friend, Brad. And I'm like, all of these people are friends. It just is so strange to me that they're all like hanging out all the time. Why? It's it's Hollywood. It, it just it just throws me off sometimes. I mean, you know, Bradley's also been around for a while. So it's... I saw a lot of a lot of people also. I saw not a lot of people, but I definitely saw at least one or two people being like, I mean, is it great that Barbara Streisand like waited till Sidney Pollack died? And then, like, re-edited way we were. I'm like, who gives a shit? Let her, like, you know, it's fine. The movie's still the movie. It's not, yeah. the, the way we were still exists the way it was. I don't know. People have a lot but, of What did you think life. about her speech? Very long. Very, very long. The show was too long. I, I mean, again, I, I can't even stress this enough. It would have been better on TV because it would have been shorter. Like, regular TV. I just couldn't believe and it was also, so like, long. It didn't even go over. I mean, it's like, what, like? 12 minutes or whatever like it's not that much longer but it was just the the pacing and the production yeah well because there's no ads it actually felt like incredibly long like there's probably usually if you're two hour show what are they like probably like eight to ten minutes of ads per hour right so this was like very long i you know and none of the it wasn't from the speeches and they didn't need to cut any speeches off and they were all wonderful and they were all like very well timed nothing felt like it dragged barbara went on a little long uh, but you know that's her. But also expected, so yeah, that's her prerogative. She could do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't don't begrudge her at all for that. I can't that. believe I, Josh Brolin did not make it. He's he's in New York for the Dune premiere tomorrow. Yeah, I had I had more of a problem with the interstitial uh, interviews, which just felt like just. And also, we did not really need that final one, you know. Before and then he was like, "Oh, here's the next award." I'm like, "It's still awesome." The last award. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they could have done. Like you said, maybe throw some clip packages together. And they did I would have been too. fine like watching more montages. And it would also, especially like it like they could have done like past winners or they could just be promoting like the the upcoming categories, like the nominees. Like, you know, that's it's a way to encourage viewers to check out these films or shows if they haven't seen them yet. To uh, they did more of this on the TV side, which we'll get to shortly, in terms of like reuniting past groups but they put back together gina davis and jeff goblin to do ensemble for for the fly reunion and their marriage uh reunion i guess yeah what what do you think that i was trying to, i i couldn't for the life of me i was just like 
what is the SEO play that Netflix is doing here for this? I don't, it couldn't even wrap my head around it. Okay. What are they promoting? So when, <laughs> so they, they, cause they did the modern family for comedy and breaking bad for yes. drama, which were great. The, yeah. the modern family banter went on way too long. The breaking bad one was fine. And then, and they, they had already reunited Elijah Wood and Sean Astin way earlier in the show. And, and they did the whole thing of, you know, Lord of the Rings one ensemble 20 years ago. I'm like, why didn't you have them do ensemble at the end? I, I, it made no sense, right? Because what were they even doing? Who did they give out an award to? They did. I don't What was it like? Was it like Ali Wong? I don't know. It was like the first or second award. Or was it Pedro? Was it Pedro? I don't even know. But it was like way early in the show. And... But then, like, once I realized, like, what they were doing with the reunions, I'm like, they they should have done ensemble. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I it made, it did make a lot of sense. But I, I love Jeff Goblin and Gina Davis. They're great. No, no, no shade to them. No shade they to great. them. But they should have swapped categories. <laughs> it just felt a little strange to end on this, this luxurious did you, fly reunion. Did you play the Devil Wears Prada reunion? Honestly, no. Because I just felt it was like, I, they weren't mic'd right. And it just felt like really... A little half-assed. It was great seeing them all together. Emily Blunt looked fucking thrilled. She had a. She just looked so tickled to do the lines and like make fun of Meryl, basically. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I also was like, this, this, this was just another like, ugh. But like, Anne is wearing cerulean blue. Yeah, she was. we all seen the movie. We all know she's wearing blue. We all get the reference. And then thirty seconds later, you got Tan France being like. There she was wearing her cerulean blue. I'm like, no shit, we got it. You don't need to say it. I don't need it underlined. Step on the I joke, don't need to don't God. Yeah, that I was not as super. I, I just wish it would have been better. I will say, I love Meryl's like pratfall, like kind of knocking into the mic. I thought that was good. You, she, you know who's a good actor? She's a, good comedian. She's yeah. a good, good actor. Yeah. Meryl. Mm -hmm. The other thing I loved watching the clips was Meryl acting surprised when she won for doubt i guess that was when she she was or what what year what, what was one of the yeah that, that was that was for doubt but that was also like you remember when kate winslet had two movies yes revolutionary road and yes. the reader so yeah i haven't seen the reader uh revolutionary road still should have won she was great in that great movie <laughs> I saw the hot takes being uh, thrown out that Tim and is bad because of the Beatles stuff. And I was like, Revolutionary Road's still good. Uh, Joyce, we'll do TV stuff here quick, and then we'll do emails. Uh, we were not as successful in predicting the TV because they do not like this individual succession actors. Um, remember when we were saying you should just predict the front runners and just take the L wherever it comes we instead did. of trying to pick... Yeah the category or categories the upsets might come in i don't know how many people would have picked those two categories drama actor and actress well i, I will say i will say i'm sure a lot of people pick pedro pascal because people have been wanting pedro pascal to win yeah pedro pascal was like a paul giamatti and it happened and everybody was thrilled i i think sarah snook Given the success of Last of Us here at the, the SAGs, I think a lot of people probably would want Bella Ramsey instead of Sarah if they were going to go. I don't know. I mean, you can make an argument for, I think, all of them except for Kerry Russell. Like, right. Jen has won before. And, yeah, obviously Elizabeth won. So, and yeah, and Bella would make sense too, especially, at, like, since that was after Pedro's win. 
Right. So uh, let's do quick here. So we can start there with drama. Succession wins ensemble. Great. Again. Another yeah. ensemble win. Mm-hmm. And Elvis uh, gives the speech. Which you you called, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, we knew that he was going to go because he lives in LA. And it was a great turnout. I got to say, it was much bigger than I expected. For like that. Ace-Cars? Ace-Cars also presenting? Ace-Cars presenting, really doing yeah. hilarious bit. Great banter. Uh, Are you Omar Sy, yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved seeing all the Succession cast there. I thought that was great. They had like literally almost all of them. It, it was like. everyone except Brian, Sarah, and Jeremy. I mean, Zoe being there, I was like weighing on. Zoe Winters was there. I love that. I loved uh, Arian was there, obviously. Fisher Arian Steve was Arian. like one of the first people on the carpet. So. Just great. Justine Loop, the whole crew. I love seeing them together. And it was like the last time we're going to see them together, which actually made me a little emotional thinking of that. It's like, wow, that's like a bummer. Yeah, Elda Sun talked about it on the carpet. Like this is yeah. their, I mean- because like they're not all going to the PGAs tomorrow. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine they are. Uh, so who wins best drama or a drama ensemble? Uh, but then yeah, like Pedro Pascal wins for drama actor. Stunt. We both talked about how like Kieran would just win, but I wonder if there was. Do you think that like they must have votes split more than maybe we expected, or do you think it was just like people love Pedro? Um, I think it's a lot of things, but I I think it's primarily um, SAG-AFTRA just, you know, being like pretty basic and mainstream. I think I think they're a little too basic for Succession. But individually. They, they do, but I think. Um, it it kind of reminds me how, uh, like Mad Men and uh, never won individually either, but it won. It kept winning ensemble. Right. It's like that to me. It's like you appreciate the cast as a whole, but like the individual actors and those roles and performances aren't saggy enough. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like in Pedro's case, it's also like he's. A hugely popular i think he actually has the most appeal to sag after than necessarily at like the emmys or the globes and even critics choice even though it seems like everyone online loves him i yeah, yeah I, I think that's true i think yeah i think it's I, I think it hurts succession in a way with the voting body so large and i think like when it's you know smaller whether it's the globes you know when it's like a more like, exclusive voting body like the globes um Emmys and even Critics' Choice, like that's only like like six hundred members, you know, mm-hmm. like that benefits them more. And remember, SAG had never nominated Succession until season three, like completely blank season one, which fine makes sense because it, it, you know not a lot of people watch season one anyway. But it took off in season two, and it was blank for season two, completely too. So they were very slow to get on the Succession bandwagon, right? um yeah and his speech was great i thought yeah he was definitely not expecting to win and he was drunk looked like a pirate amazing i love it so much everything about it was perfect he really definitely did not expect to win and i will say as much as the tan uh, backstage interviews were absolute garbage that was the only good one <laughs> it was really good and it's all because of pedro 
Uh, but like, man, he was so great. And I thought his interview was like so endearing and I just absolutely love him. So I'm like, I was glad he won, even though I think I would have obviously gone Kieran personally, but I'm like, yeah, man, Pedro Pascal is great. He's, he's a great yeah. actor and a great personality. And I just love him so much. So. I'm just very excited to see what Kieran's wife, Jazz Tarden, a queen is going to story later and tomorrow of them just rousing each other good. making out their makeout sessions so we're going to make out so we'll yeah. look at we'll look forward to that uh and then in the drama actress or female actor in a drama series as sag calls it elizabeth debicki wins for the crown on netflix also over, stopped over snooki yeah and the crown is the first show to produce three different winners in this category because claire foy won twice and Gillian Anderson won. So we know SAG loves the crown. Love the crown. Um, and yeah, they love Netflix. We know that. And love a physical transformation, playing a real life person. And it's Let's Diana. So it, it all makes she's sense. Like the, she's the best part of the last season. <laughs> she certainly was. It all makes sense in hindsight. Again, I just was like, my my rationale for picking, like you said, like, hey, we've got to pick all the favorites because there's like no way it could be that different from what the favorites are. And it proved true based on the results. Uh, Cause every, it, even the stunt ensemble went to last of us. Whereas even in the film side, it was maybe an upset in terms of the odds. Um, yeah. So, but like at the same time, I, my real rationale for succession winning was like, this is the last hurrah for them. Like they're going to just let them win. Basically. I didn't really have like a great, you know, why wouldn't they win would be the, <laughs> and they didn't. So I didn't have like a great reason for them, but yeah, I think it's like the the succession style of acting is is not what SAG necessarily likes. No. Like I think it it you can just like you like they can still win cast and you can still appreciate the cast as a whole, you know, but I think it's like it's different when you're looking at the individual races and the and the roles and the characters and the performances. You know, like the crown is sag bait, right? Like yeah. even morning show was baity. Like Jennifer won. You know, so. I almost when they were going through the nominees, I was like, "What if Jennifer wins again?" I mean, she totally could have. I know. I, it just, I, it's funny when you're sitting there at home. I was like, "Man, why did I pick Snook?" Well, I was, I was re- well because like since Succession already lost drama actor, I was ready for Sarah to lose. Yeah, same. So. I was right. It was it was just like two years ago. Like Squid Game won for Lee Jung Jae and Hoyeon, and Succession won cast. So I was like, it's gonna be after Kieran lost. I was like, it's gonna be the same thing. It's like she's not gonna win actress or female actor, and they're gonna win cast again. And it happened. So it's very funny. Like I didn't for one second doubt that it was gonna win cast. Exactly. Yeah. Like never at all. Mm-hmm. Just. Not a not a care in the world. I was like, obviously it's gonna win cast. Uh, but like even after it lost all these other uh, Yeah, categories. it was like it's that's they're still locked for ensemble. And you know what? They they deserve ensemble the most. So but it does suck that um the show has finished without ever winning an, an individual SAG award. Pretty like cool. no actor on that show has won individually at SAG. Because SAG missed them the first two years completely. And then refuse to give them one for season three or four. <laughs> so, uh, other TV winners was The Bear, 
just won everything as expected. Like we said, hard to bet against that. Yeah, it's the third comedy to sweep SAG after uh, 30 Rock and Maisel. The only thing I kept thinking about was, what are we going to do here next year? Next year with Hacks? Yeah. And obviously Jeremy will just win again, I imagine. <laughs> and the show will probably win again, I imagine. Sight unseen for season three. They, I mean, they can, yeah, they can go back to Gene. But they could go back to Gene or maybe, I. who knows? I guess, we'll see. Um. And then beef wins the two. It's two. I, I like we we discussed this. I thought that would have been the place for any of these upsets. That was my most likely place, but obviously no. Would have been Allie or like Bree instead of Allie. Yeah, but no, they just did Allie Wong and Steven Yeun. So, um, uh, and yeah, I was ready for a, for beef. a Tony Shalhoub win here. <laughs> yeah, and that's the last hurrah for beef, I guess, until the PGA. I mean, tomorrow to win, I'd imagine. But yeah. Um, what did you think of Ali Wong's dress? So I really liked it because it looked like she was walking, uh, uh, she was auditioning for Guardians of the Galaxy 4, maybe, <laughs> to play Groot. But then she took off all the stuff, right, when she won? Yeah. Well, it was funny because a, a lot of the reactions from her carpet picks, people were like, I feel bad for whoever's like at her table. I'm like, she's obviously taking that off. <laughs> I thought this. I, I was saying a great thing would be how do you sit in these dresses? That's mm -hmm. a great search. So one of these brands should do that as like an SEO post because I was like, yeah. how does how does how does Marco Robbie sit in her dress? That's what I was thinking. Right. I mean, there are a lot of um, or or like in in the past, like a lot of these celebrities, like makeup teams or whatever, will tweet like videos, like you know, on Instagram and stuff, or post videos on Instagram of like you know how they got ready and everything and how they take off for the show. And some of them, they have to like, they can't sit like in a car. They have to kind of like, like lay, lay or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So they don't wrinkle their dress like the woman. Yeah. Um, I know, I forgot what a war show was, but I think Kate Blanchett took the bus or the train to the award show. So she didn't have to sit. That's awesome. Yeah. This is what women go through. So I was watching uh, before the before the show. I was watching the carpet. Did you watch any of that? No. Not to, not not the not the greatest, but I will say one of the interviews was at the end, right before it started, was Bradley uh, Cooper and Carrie Mulligan, and they were like, "We got to talk fashion," and like Carrie looked great. Carrie looked great. She said, apparently, I, I she had a wardrobe malfunction. She said, and then was changed into whatever she was wearing that we saw her in. Maybe it was Dior. I don't actually know. And then Bradley, then they were like, what about you, Bradley? Obviously, because he can't just ask Carrie what, what she's wearing. And Bradley was like, I just wanted to be suitable. And I was like, I've seen you in the I hangover. I was like, I've seen you in the hangover. You're actually funny. You could do better. <laughs> like, maybe we do a rewrite on that one. How long has he, has he been sitting on that one? I don't know. Too long, maybe. I also love um the beginning, the, the first montage they played at the opening of the show after the I'm an actor thing. The the first film featured was Maestro. Gotta gotta get him tune up. Uh, I love that it opened with "Dance the Night Away," where I was like, "Man, that is really the biggest song." I can't believe it didn't even get nominated. And it's like it wouldn't have won, but I'm like, "Man, that is the the song from Barbie." As it turns out, 
yeah, I think of of those three, I would pick that as my favorite. I certainly it'll be what they. I would do that. I'm just ten and uh, what was I made for? What they'll definitely open the Oscars with like Dance the Night Away, right? Like a montage or something. I I don't know. I would imagine you want you want Dua Lipa to perform on the Oscars. (laughs) I mean that would be great, but I don't think she will. I don't think this is a Bruno situation, so. No, probably not. Uh, anything else there on the SAG Awards or is on the TV side? Nothing really. But congrats to the winners. No. Um, yeah, you know, we got we got some surprises here. So, you know, for everyone who was bored as fuck from the last month of the three same shows winning, you got some surprises here, some new faces. So stop complaining. <laughs> and then, the, you know, two of these shows are done. So they're gone. And a whole new batch of shows. Just got to deal with the bear now. I did appreciate that they picked funny clips for the bear. They did. I mean, they only have the one clip to show Jeremy not catching the phone. That is a funny clip. It's a great, it's a great deadpan. Uh, What was Io's clip, actually? She was. Oh, when. What? Is it? It's when she was trying to recruit people outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, she was talking to someone. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. then, yeah, Evan is the mold, so. That was great. That made me laugh even watching the clip. I was like, that's a really great, that's I wish, a funny I, I understand why, but I wish they made, they let uh, Maddie Matheson accept again. Because I wanted him, I wanted him to scream Solberg again. I love that uh, Jeremy, like, specifically shouted out Evan in his speech and was just like, everybody else is great, too. I just love that. I'm like, he doesn't give a fuck. Just fine. But he, he, loves just, his... he just felt bad about beating Evan, you know, because like they're not normally in the same category together. And then I guess la- oh, the only other thing here was the immemorium Joyce. What you think of that? Nice. Uh, SAG always has um pretty well produced packages for immemorium. Yeah, so. I I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was good. I liked how they chose the. Well, you couldn't hear the applause. I don't even know if you could. They could have had the mics on. It wouldn't have mattered because you couldn't hear anything in the crowd. But I like that they chose talking clips for the more famous people. Like, the RIP to everybody, but really, you know, RIP I mean, like, to most, like, most award shows do that. I also love that they included Lee Sun Kun, um, you know, Parasite. Yes. But I was annoyed they did not include Parasite in the montage for the ensemble winners. So... That was strange too. It felt like a real miss because it was so yeah, obviously real, like real miss. within all their other wins. It would have fit in very nicely. Yeah, and it was also a historic win. <laughs> so Hard, I don't understand how they missed that. Yeah. Uh let's do some emails here, Joyce. We have we got a few about the SAG Awards and then just a couple in general. So I'll start with those since they're uh fresh. They're fresh. They're fresh into the inbox. Email us at slugfest at goldderby.com. And we'll read the rest on Wednesday when we record. But this one is from Eldest Son, Joyce. I'm wow. Like, this is a pseudonym based on. Is it is it like Eldest Son at conheads.com? Yeah. Okay. Uh, why do they hate succession as actors? At, why, excuse me. Why do they hate succession actors as individuals? Um, I mean, I think it's kind of like what I just said earlier. This this like the acting style not not really um super appealing to sag after i i mean maybe if it were just sag i don't even know because like Mad Men couldn't even do it when it was just sag 
I think you're right, though I do, and I definitely think like all the stuff we had said like for months about like Sarah Snook playing an unlikable and air quotes person like probably hurts with SAG. But I do wonder how much Matthew and Kieran split their own votes. I don't know. I just, I could just see it because they're both so good and they both had such great final seasons that I do think that could have played a factor too. Yeah, and they and they didn't face each other the season. Right. Other shows. And so. I'm like, they're not SAG, maybe SAG, typical SAG performances, but I do think like Kieran has got like that. He kind of is doing Kieran like, is the most saggy performance. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, you know, it's like in the, like the Billy Crudup, like Billy Crudup is doing like Kieran Light, maybe. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Yeah, like, no, that, that's why I, like two years ago, I predicted Kieran right. to get in with right. Jeremy and Brian because it's like he's the one, even though it was like Tom season, season three, it was like Roman is the type of character that SAG would like. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I think maybe so. But we'll never know. know. Yeah. But yeah, I but like that that makes it look worse for Sarah then, you know, because she had no internal competition. Right. <laughs> I think they, they just rejected Sarah, maybe, unfortunately. Which it is- also sucks because she has never gone to the SAG Awards because obviously no reason for them to go the first two years or their first two seasons. And she didn't go last time, two years ago when they won because she was filming and then she posted like her she she was like posted her reaction on set because she was watching on the laptop when they won right. so yeah so she's never been to the sag awards it seems like a nice show i don't know sarah snook and i never been to sag awards there you go you have something uh, this one's from sarah uh hi joyce and chris uh love the show how annoyed are you that people are still going to make the Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh comp now that Lily has won the SAG Awards? Very annoyed. Period. That's it. It's just incredibly reductive. And like I said before, even if Lily wins the Oscar, it's still, the races were completely different. I mean, it does feel strange because the races are completely different completely different excuse me and the movies are so completely different and like Mm -hmm. we have said tar and killers are much more comparable and poor things and everything ever are much more comparable and so it does feel like you're just honestly just reducing it to here is a white actress who is an oscar winner versus a woman of color who is not an oscar winner just seems pretty reductive and silly but i guarantee you everyone's going to be like oh they've already made that I'm or looking like right now my for you that. algorithm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, let me see how it's going. In the over past there. hour and a half. So <laughs> uh this one is from Emil, uh, who writes, Hi Joyce and Chris. For better or worse, Oscar campaigns have proven to be pivotal in winning awards and even derailing frontrunners. Are there any negative or stealth campaigns going on this year? Historically, campaigning has always been a double-edged sword. Lily Gladstone is doing an amazing job for Killers of Flower Moon, unlike Lady Gaga's cringy push for 2021's House of Gucci. Got a shot in there on Lady Gaga. Damn. Wow. What's going to happen with Joker? I don't know. Wait until that. We'll, we'll... <laughs> I can't wait. There's not, There could be 100, 100 Batmans in the room, but only one Joker. When when they were playing, you know, the the past uh, male actor winners and like Joaquin, I'm like, man, can't wait for that press tour. Joker too. 
<laughs> I can't wait for us to talk about our 2025 Oscar picks. Are you going to have Lady Gaga? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it, but I was like, I don't want, I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> I love Lady Gaga, but I'm not super hot on the Joe. I didn't even dislike the first Joker, but I'm just not hot on the sequel. I don't know. Um, But yeah, anyway, campaigns. Yes, so campaigns. I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> Let's see. What are are there any negative or stealth campaigns going on this year? Oh, is this a, is this a shot at Frances Fisher? Is she? I don't even know. I, I don't honestly. This year, it feels like a little light on the negative campaigns to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, online people did not like Maestro, which we've talked about. So yeah, like, that has been like a negative campaign from film Twitter, but not reality. Let's say no. I mean, maybe maybe we'll have some like wild, sensationalistic, racist comments from anonymous ballots next week. I can only imagine we will, based so, on history. But like in terms of campaigns, I I feel like everyone is just kind of doing what they need to do for the most part. Like we, like Universal's, you know, just going full court with Oppenheimer, and like we said, like Phase Two, they're really focusing on Killian. Um, and securing it for him and like like basically like every speech that Christopher Nolan and Downey gives like they're centering Killian yeah you know so because you know Killian's an introvert Downey is not <laughs> and yeah. Nolan is used to this he's he's done this stuff before and he's you know? very charming he's very charming he's like a rock and yeah. and this is like like I mean Killian is very charming too but like he is an introvert you know like he he gives like great speeches he's hilarious if you have not watched the Kimmel interview this week with him and Emily and Downey. Great, great, great stuff. So good. It was so, really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's Oppie. So I mean, I, I don't know like what else is there. Like I, like I was gonna say one of the things I found this year, I think A, because this is probably the best crop of best picture nominees we've had in a long time. I'm I haven't like mapped it out, but it feels like I mean, I always go back to 2020, 2019, 2020 movies. But I think this maybe is a better overall group than that year. Certainly, like, it's just a great group of movies. I, my, what I was going to say is I just think, like, these all these people seem to really like each other in a genuine yeah. way. And more so maybe, I mean, maybe it's just recency bias because this year. But I'm like, even more so compared to, like, the last few years of recent memory not just like but like so actively support the other nominees it feels like it i just feel like you're getting that more and more it i mean phony, I, think we but, see that, yeah. I think we see that every year like people become like best friends on the campaign like bong yeah. joo ho and taika watiti became besties sure you know so yeah like people become close on the trail um but yeah uh I don't know. Yeah, like there's I don't think there's been like any negative campaigning like that seems to be like studio whispers about someone else like like Weinstein style, you know? No. So the only whispering I've seen is like Matt Bellany said in his thing that like people were mad that the Academy did the Barbie thing. Did you see that? That like somebody yeah. complained about that. I would love to know who that was. But yeah, in terms of campaign, I think like they're everyone's just kind of focused on you know like I think they're realistic about what can happen at this point for their films I'm talking about like studios and like right 
award strategists and stuff. So, I mean, like, you know, again, you know, like Flower Moon is like all about Lily. Yeah. And, and like, I was thinking this too, like American fiction is obviously all about Cord. He's been like everywhere and like, they're like, he's been everywhere since Tiff. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, they know that that's their best shot at a win and it's probably going to be the winner and, you know, that's it. And same with Lily for Flower Moon, like you were saying. Like, I mean, like, it's all about yeah, her. It, it is. What What do you think about Leo just kind of, like, piecing out since... Well, I, I assume he's shooting the PTA movie, so he probably... Yeah, but, like, out. you know, they, they can give him the night off to come. They could. I mean, he's kind of hurting the narrative where everybody's like, isn't it great he's there for a Lily the whole time, yeah. like, guiding her? And tonight he was just that's, like, that, I'm that's, out. That's what I mean, so... But I do think it's probably because he's shooting the PTA movie that I'm so psyched for. Do you think that'll come out this year? Um, I mean, he could like they start shooting in January. He it's just, definitely like, right. Like, it, turn around, so yeah. yeah. So like, I don't think they're gonna be post. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like a hundred fifteen million dollar movie or whatever know. somehow. I mean, maybe that's just you know Leo's salary. So it's only twenty of the hundred. I think <laughs> is Leo's salary. But I was like, I guess it's it's conceivable that it could come out this year. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, like, what other campaigns are there? Like, I think like like Emma's campaign is. I think has been pretty good too. You know, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, how she's hitting back at everyone. So, like, yeah, I, I think it's the- been interesting. Hers has been really interesting yeah. too, because I think she's also very aware of how it looks optically for her to win. Mm-hmm. And not that she doesn't deserve to win. And obviously it should be on merit and all these different things, but there are obviously a lot of people who are going to be very pressed if she yes. wins over Lily. Yes. And the reason they'll be mad is because she's winning over Lily. And so I think she's done a really good job of like focusing on like centering Lily. Like I, I think there is a genuine affection there. Like you said, I think they're, yeah, you're yeah, seeing these people over and over again. Right. And I think you're seeing these people at all these events and like, sure, I believe all this to be true, but at the same time, like she's doing a great job of like not really campaigning for herself more for the movie i've noticed yeah i think it's like it's like her capacity as a producer like yes. obviously she's in the film but she's really talking about you know how the discourse about the nudity in the film takes right. away her agency it's like as if she has no say in the matter or even if she's not a producer that like she as an adult woman like can't say no <laughs> yes to nudity you know and i think they've also been centering her partnership with Yorgos a lot you know now they, they're gonna do another movie together you know so I I think that yeah it's not really like acting focused necessarily you know it's more about like the film as a whole which I guess is kind of different from you know what like Bradley Cooper did you know with like right. a storm it was like all about the directing <laughs> not right. acting so yeah uh let's see this one is from terry sent in before for tonight's sag res- results so you could self-edit on here I'll, i'm not gonna add i'll just read it and we'll just understand that it's a little dated uh quick question if you don't mind hi hi guys i've been predicting the academy award nominations and eventual winners since 1966 oh shit wow yes i'm a really old fart sigh I cannot recall the same four people winning the SAG Awards, the BAFTA Awards, and the Oscars in all these years as it appears Stone, Emma Stone, Kelly Murphy, Devine Joe Randolph, and Robert Downey are headed to accomplish at this point. Well, good news, Terry, because they're not, because Lily won instead of Emma. And it's also happened before, so. <laughs> uh, 
which front runner do you think is the most vulnerable to bomb out at the Oscars? Love your talks. You are both amazing and so entertaining. That's Terry. Wow, so- Terry. Please, please write back and tell us about your your years of Oscar watching. <laughs> Absolutely love to hear that. Um, what 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 was the precursor season like back then? Who knows, right? What was that year? Zero, well, zero regional critics like New York and LA. Or no, LA was like 1975, isn't it? Like NBR was around, I think. The 19 yeah, NBR was like the 30s. Oscars, Sound of Music won Best Picture. Dr. Zhivago and Sound of Music each had five awards. Lee Marvin, Best Actor. Julie Christie, Best Actress. Martin Balsam, Best Supporting Actor. And Shelley Winters, Best Supporting Actress. What a lineup. What did you uh, predict back then, Terry? <laughs> please write back, Terry, and let us know who you predicted. Um, uh, yeah, front runner who's going to bottom out. I mean, like, it's just Best Actress is the only one left. And I don't even know if it's like, either of them is a front runner like they're like tied at this point i'd say they're pretty much tied and i don't i think so then the only front runners then are downey divine and killian and i just have a hard time imagining any of them losing here i don't know um i mean they all three of them have both industry awards now tough to beat and I I don't it yeah it's hard to see and like two of them are from the best picture winner. Yes, it, here's what I'll say about like just in terms of best actress, and I think not to dis I, I don't want to like not to dis not to discount Lily's win or make a big like not to overplay it or whatever. But I would just say like one of the things I think when we were talking about our picks was that the Flower Moon with this broad group would not be as accessible, right, or whatever, and the fact that she was able to win with the SAG after members to me shows that maybe she's much stronger than any, than she's actually very strongly could win, even if the movie's on the way down and poor things on the way up and all these different things. Like it is to me, it is like, that is pretty impressive. I would say, right. That she, with this kind of performance too, like we have talked about like super internalized, not SAG at all. Like we're just talking about like, like, so like that plus the idea that, Man, you think a lot of these influencers and radio producers are going to be like rocking Flower Moon on a Friday night on Apple TV? I don't know. I just am like impressed no, that you. I mean, I listen. I I don't I don't think all of these people watch the movie. <laughs> Probably not. You know, but I think you know. I think especially the actors did like SAG did. Maybe not AFTRA. Not to just be smart, AFTRA as you would say. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I think it's, yes, it is impressive for her to win with this type of performance. Um, But I do think, like we've always said, you know, SAG loves a narrative. So I think she was helped by that, even though we all like to believe that, you know, people are winning on merit. Right. So um, I think that is part of it too. And I think, you know, it is nice that, even though the film itself is not doing so hot, that she is independent of the film. And like the, you, like I said earlier, like you could like dislike the film, but you should still judge the parts of it separately. You know? We were talking about campaigns as we were talking here, Joyce. I got an email from uh, Team Flower Moon. Oh yes, I got that one too. The yeah. subject, here's the subject, yeah, in case subject. you're wondering, 
here's the subject in case you're wondering how they're going to frame this and like use this as support lily gladstone first comma killers of the flower moon makes history as the first indigenous performer to win best actress the screen actors guild awards mm-hmm. so it yeah. is all it is uh sag award follows gladstone's historic golden globe award for best performance in martin scorsese's widely hailed 10-time academy award nominated feature killers of the flower moon yeah they're there's this this just like a press release basically yeah a lot of copy so uh, I, yeah. I, like i said i think if you're for, in terms of oscars this is probably i'm like previewing my eventual push to lily in two weeks slash again shocked wednesday. you haven't done it already <laughs> so that's when i do it wednesday it's gonna be wow she won with this whole sag after group and like people love her and i think it just feels like it's time and that's the whole thing and i think we're gonna go and I think it doesn't matter that the movie is faltering as a whole. Whereas I think in other cases that we could talk about, maybe it did matter more. I don't know. I mean, the killer's of the moon is definitely not the wife, which had no other nominations. Yes. And it's not tar. And it is tar to me again, because I think it's like similar with like the auteur, but she's not Kate. She is not tar because tar is like Shiv Roy. Yes. And Molly Burkhart is not Lydia Tarr. <laughs> and she's more, even though the movie is, I think the movie, and also like all these comps are so stupid, right? But like, she's also like, she didn't, like Kate had already won two Oscars. They don't necessarily, like, not that they didn't need to give her a third Oscar, but she like, I think this is, it's a little, all of it is a little different. And I don't think the Michelle Yeoh comp works either, obviously, because we've talked about that. Just, it's different things. They're different movies and they're different performances. So I don't know uh let's see any other ones here this one's from joe hi joyce and chris love 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 the show but having listened to a lot of your shows lately i have to wonder if you guys aren't as thrilled about a year where the choices are more or less locked up so early emma and oppenheimer as opposed to a year like (laughs) 99 where the competition was much tighter and there were more deserved options thoughts I mean, now we have a little bit of a race, like we're saying in Best Actress, that'll keep it a little interesting. I will say I would enjoy it more if there were more races. Yeah. Um, it's like, to me, it's not about like the film or the actor or the category. It's just like in general, because I remember like when I used to watch the Oscars in the 90s, like as a kid, like it was, I mean, it was also like, you know, no internet, like pre-internet. And like also as a kid, like I didn't have, like a lot of access to you know like just like um coverage of it which is like primarily in like newspapers yes you know so it it was just more exciting um trying to like make predictions without a lot of data right Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's obviously changed a lot with the internet and social media and then the proliferation of a billion critics groups. And then it just seems like a ton of rubber stamping. We, we've talked about this a lot. That's the problem, right? Like, is that no, like everybody kind of just like kind of locks in and it ends up being too rubber stampy and too like obvious really going into these nights. Like, I mean, what was the last best picture race where you were like really unsure going into Oscar night? I guess- like even Parasite, I felt like that. Like I maybe in hindsight, being twenty twenty, maybe it was an upset that Bong won for Best Director. But I felt like it was so obvious that Parasite was going to win Best Picture 
yeah like I wouldn't consider that because I was on the parasite train for winning best picture when it got the SAG ensemble right. nomination right and I think you could so. have said there would have been a split maybe where Sam would have won best director or whatever right but it felt yeah, like that was the, clearly but like I so like to me because I was predicting it I don't consider that up in the air right or like a shocker or anything um I mean Moonlight yeah. I guess would have been Moonlight yeah, Moonlight was, like that's like the that's the biggest upset yeah so and then beyond that all of these like I mean again hindsight being 2020 it like, always Spotlight felt like was you know like a surprise I guess because but not like I don't think we've had shockers Moonlight was a shocker, obviously, the way it went down and just in yeah. general. I think that was like a big shocker. I think you could probably like 12 Years a Slave, that felt like pretty like clearly going to win. Yeah, that was But I know win. people were uh, talking. I mean, like you might just have to go back to Crash, so. <laughs> so like that's what I'm talking, like Crash probably would be like, I, and I don't know. It just feels like everything is too samey now. A lot of them. Yeah, I mean, like I like the parasite year like that that was you know same acting winners everywhere it was 2020 so mm -hmm. never talked about those categories right and you always say this too the, the, we love phase one because there's like a lot phase of one's my chance favorite. right yeah. and then in phase two even this year like we shed off categories pretty like best supporting actress like if you were doing a bar graph, like immediately that was over, right? Phase like, one. Like I had been saying this whole time, we're never going to talk about this category. <laughs> and then Best Supporting Actor kind of came right behind. I think there was still a little doubt in terms of like- It was it was because like a lot of people, I think were predicting Ryan for the Globe. Right. And I think once the televised awards happens, we knew, we knew Downey was going to like flex his muscles, but it still felt like Ryan could win the Globe. And then there's maybe a bit of a race. But then once Downey won, it was over- and then best actor, we forced into a race maybe a little more than we needed to and ended up being like killing it anyway. And now best actress is the last person standing as we go into the Oscars. And that's great. And I mean, they could, there will be a lot of drama around that. And like you said, a lot of the lower category, below the line categories, excuse me, would be like maybe more of a toss up though, you know, not, not super crazy. And we'll see if there's any upsets. beyond. Yeah, that. like it's fun that last year visual effects was, locked beyond fucking locked and now it's just like i don't know avatar yeah remember avatar way of water uh last one here this one just came in joy so i'm gonna read it wow at 11 55 it's not even about sag and it's uh, it makes me feel bad because i don't i can't believe this is a, this is something that we're we're projecting. I'll just read the email. It's from Rachel. Hi, we're Joyce. projecting. Yeah, listen. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Longtime listener. I saw Dune Part 2 and Austin and Zendaya stole the movie from me. Why do you two talk so condescending when it concerns Austin? He's such a humble, sweet what? guy. I, I know. love Austin Butler. I, know. I met him at a screening for Masters of the Air. It seems you don't respect him at all. What? He was brilliant as Fade. Uh, Fade Ratha, who's the character in, in Dune. I'm wondering what you have against him. That's from Rachel. Rachel, I, I have to what? apologize if I, we come across as anti-Austin. Did Rachel listen to us last year? We love Austin. Maybe I, it's me. I love Austin. Listen, Austin has never looked better than he did in the Carrie Diaries. Uh, I'll have to speak up here. A, 
I, I'm sorry if it's come across that way. I love Austin Butler. No, too. I don't. I, I would love to know how we have come across that way. Because we are him. not, we are Austin Butler supporters. I, we're definitely Austin Butler supporters on this show. I love uh, him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He is fantastic. Great performance. Like last year, we were all about how he was not a breakthrough performer. Now, because we, he's been around since like 2006. I, I will say this. I don't particularly think Elvis was very good. Not my favorite movie. Like, no, no, yeah. Not his fault. He's great. Uh, I love The Bike Riders, which will come out this year. And he's awesome in it. It's like a great performance. I mean, I love Honks in the Air, as I call it. Yes. Masters of Masters the, air. the Air. I've seen the whole thing. You know I have. I've been telling you all about it for like- Love it months so much um he's he's great on it like this past episode episode six my favorite i've told you all about it i mean the episode itself is like whatever but like the last minute of it is hilarious like hilarious in that like you know it's coming but the way they do it like it's just i mean if you haven't seen the show i i won't spoil it for you but just like a like a great moment so but yeah i've 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 supported austin for like a decade basically over a decade i would say and if it came across so like i speaking of dune too it's being uh, we could talk a little more about it i guess i was like and i was just talking about this with one of my buddies who hasn't seen it yet but we're gonna see it. i'm seeing it again joyce you know i am obviously of course you are imax 70 millimeter the whole thing uh not his not any fault of his own but the movie is like really going on a great pace and then it has to stop to introduce fade and austin and it's like a 15 minute sequence that's in the trailer you've seen it like all the black and white stuff and that's like kind of like it and it does i don't think it's bad it's like it, in a vacuum it's great and even in the movie it's fine but it does like stop the momentum of what i was really enjoying in the movie and then it kind of picks up so i don't that's not Austin's fault. And he's the movie's great and he's really good in it. So I I, 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 saw, I don't even think you said anything negative about his performance. In no, he's really good. Week. So this I, is I, like very, very strange to Rachel, me. Rachel, I'm so sorry. I, I have know. To apologize like we apologize. I don't know how we've projected that. Um, like I've loved him on, you know, Hannah Montana on Life Unexpected. I, I don't know where this is coming from, truly. Switched at birth. So you go deeper on Austin than I do. I yeah, love I, I go back to his TV days. I'm a true fan. I'm only so. from I'm only from Hollywood. You're only from like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I only know from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but man, he is. Sonara Chronicles, come on, guys. No, but he was great in Once Upon a Time Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he is great in uh, Bike Riders, which I'll be obsessed with over the summer again. Since I'm like one of the only everybody who saw to tell you ride was like, it's fine, and I was like, it fucking rules. <laughs> I loved it, it was, so. Much. so um, there so you know like the dune promo tour so they 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 just landed in new york yes. from south korea yesterday but there was like from like the press they did in south korea i don't know i, I guess it was like some like show or something but there's like clips of him um and you know he has like a, an earbud because like the translation and everything and he's like listening intently and he's rocking this black leather jacket and i'm like this looks straight out of the bike riders. It's great. He's got to get that promo in coming in June. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's, he must be so tired because he did Masters of the Air or excuse me, Hunks in the Air promo January. And then he couldn't even com complete the press tour for it because he had to go straight into Dune press. And then he's got and now 
now he's got to, you know, go after this, he's going to go into bike riders. Bike riders comes out, I think in June. So he's got maybe like a month to recoup. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is so much fun. I know. I can't believe like ending on a shocker like this. I (laughs) twist ending. It's a twist ending, but I felt like I had to address it now because we do have to address it. Cause I don't, I don't know why not out there. I don't know why like we've given that impression. Uh, we'll be back. We're not gonna. We're not gonna come back to talk about the PGA awards. Uh, congratulations to Oppenheimer. I assume on its. Oh, okay. Why don't we say this? If it's not Oppenheimer, we'll come back Monday morning. Yeah. But if, if it is Oppenheimer, we won't come back. <laughs> if Oppenheimer loses the PGA award, because we'll it's gonna happen at like back. one a.m. <laughs> yeah. If Oppenheimer loses, we'll absolutely be back on Monday morning uh, to talk about it. But if not, we'll talk to you Wednesday, and I'll have Lily Gladstone in first place by then. Invest well, actor. We'll talk on Wednesday. We'll talk to well, you well, You'll see it out there. You know what I mean. It's fine. All right. Bye. <laughs> For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.